Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <coughs> Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. This show is heard on WBCQ The Planet every Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's broadcast out of beautiful Monticello, Maine in Arista County. And it's also on uh, TuneIn Radio, already TuneIn.com, which is, uh, you can hear the, the station online, and you go to TuneIn and you put in WBCQ, and you not only listen to this show, but all of the great programming on WBCQ. We also uh, broadcast on ipmnation.org, which is a 24-hour uh, online news or radio source. And, that, and that's Saturday afternoons at uh, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's thanks to uh, Jen Coffey, who makes that available for us free of charge. And most of the shows are on our YouTube channel event. We, within Probably within a week or two, we and sometimes sooner, depending on the content of the show, we put them on our YouTube channel. And by the way, our YouTube channel is starting. We got over a half a million views, which I know in in the YouTube world is not a whole lot, but um, a quarter of a million people uh, watching something that we put up there I think is still significant. And it looks like we're averaging a couple of hundred views per day, and I think it's snowballing. Uh, people are listening to uh, the the, the video we convert this into video, but we also do uh, programming around the uh, pretty much all, all year round. We'll uh, our classes at our camp are available. Um, last year's, I think, going back to 2011, maybe. So you can see exactly what we do at our camp, not just the classes, but some of the activities as well. <coughs> and uh, just last, uh, it was just last week, uh, we posted a. Yeah, just last week we uh, we attended a function in the West Roxbury section of Massachusetts dealing with sanctuary cities. It was a forum, and we put we made that available on our YouTube channel, and the folks there were very happy to have us there. And that's one of the things that we like to do, uh, kind of year round. We we call it Camp Constitution Media, where we can go to these events, uh, either events that we host, speaking engagements that we videotape or events um, like this one that were held in Massachusetts, funded by a group called Bostonians uh, Against Sanctuary Cities. And it was well attended, and that's up on uh, YouTube. And uh, we had Reverend Stevie Kraft on our Speakers Bureau last week, and he, we did um, a couple of, uh, we had a cable TV show, which we put a, made available on our YouTube channel, and some interviews around the city of Boston and some little historical uh, black history uh, type thing. So that's all up there. So please uh, visit the YouTube channel, uh, subscribe to it, share the videos if you like them, uh, uh, what have you, and let more people know about our YouTube presence. And also on Facebook, go to our Facebook page and like, um, like the Facebook page. And again, share the information you see on there. And that's how uh, any organization, especially in social media, I, I think the bottom line is that 
people say, okay, what's this group about? They go to the YouTube channel. Eh, they only get X amount of subscribers. Eh, we don't take them serious. So uh, the more subscribers we have on a YouTube channel, the more people that are on a Facebook page, the more influence we have. But keep in mind, this is something that I've always advocated. Social media is great, but nothing beats the one-on-one personal experiences. Um, yesterday, we were, uh, I was on a talk show down in uh, Connecticut. Um, I say down because I'm up in Boston. But it was uh, Lori Cavanaugh, Lori on Liberty. And uh, she has a great show. You can go to her Facebook page. We taped that interview. I was on with Dr. Kishore. And uh, Lori was really excited She um, about Dr. Kishore's ordeal and the documentary that will be coming out soon. And she wants us to go down there. And it's interesting. She called me. She wanted me to speak at her Trump rally in New London, Connecticut. And I had a previous engagement with Reverend Kraft, so I asked if uh, if she, if Earl Wallace would be uh, somebody that could do the job. And Earl was uh, one of our camp instructors and the author of the, um, uh, he's authored a couple of books, the one on dealing with leadership, uh, the the three-dimensional leader, uh, which is a phenomenal book. it's a phenomenal book. Uh, my son asked me a question. How much water? He's making some pancakes. I don't know. It tells you right there in the in the back there, buddy. Just figure it out, yeah. But I'll be I'll be down when this uh, shows it all over. So, anyway, sorry for the interruption. I don't have a studio yet, but uh, we're working on it. Uh, I'm just using my phone in my office. So, anyway, um, where were we? So, yeah. So anyway, Earl was able to. Earl was up in the Albany area in New York, and he was able to come down and not only. Did he do a phenomenal job? But he, uh, because of permit issues, uh, Lori had to be. Uh, she was in the court most of the day, and Earl sort of boy, took the rally over, and they had a great time. So Lori's interested in uh, coming to camp you know, with a few people, and maybe even doing some uh, some recordings for her uh, radio show. So uh, busy, a lot of good things are happening, and I do want to point out this show is brought to you by CampConstitution.net. And among other things, we run a week and a day long summer camp. This year's camp will run from July 2nd to the 9th at the Toanippi Christian Retreat Center in Ringe, New Hampshire. We still have room for you if you're interested in coming. Uh, and we also, uh, you know, I know some of you listening to this show around the country, even around the world. Um, and we have people coming as far as the Midwest, the South. And we can pick people up at airports and train stations and bus stations and bring them back, you know, in the Boston area, Boston, Concord, New Hampshire, or Manchester Airport, Logan Airport, even the Rhode Island Airport in Providence, a little south of Providence. So we'll do whatever we can. We have people coming from Michigan, so there's some possible carpooling uh, uh, possibilities here. So we'll, we'll do whatever we can to uh, make, uh, make it possible for those who are interested in attending. Uh, we don't want to turn away any worthy family, a camper, either for lack of funds. And while we don't have an inexhaustible supply of money, we do have some. And if you go to our sponsors page, you'll see some of the good people that help make that possible. That families and I mean, a family vacation, you get five or six, seven or eight people in a family and you're out in the road for a week. You're looking at meals. You're looking at if you're driving hotels and expenses and a vacation can be quite expensive. I mean, several thousand dollars at least. Uh, so we understand that. And we do have some families that we were able to help uh, come to camp. And 
uh, what a better way, what a, what a great vacation. You're in a very historical area of the country. The weather's usually pretty nice, not too hot, not too cold. I mean, you go to Florida in July and it's brutal, and uh, uh, you get a chance to meet some of the nicest people, learn a lot of great things, and uh, get a good dose of history. And uh, we do, we'll have a, We're not going to be doing an all-day field trip like we have in the past, but we'll, uh, we'll do a couple of local field trips and have just some great, great programs and you know, just a great, great memory. So please consider attending. And if you have any questions, you can free to contact me. You can go through our our, uh, our website, campconstitution.net, where you can learn more about it. So if you want to contact me, that's the best way. You just send us an email, and we'll get a hold of you. But a lot of things happening, um, uh, but I do want to mention today is Memorial Day. And a lot of folks uh, would say, in, with the best of intentions, happy Memorial Day. It's not really a day that you celebrate to be happy about, like a person's birthday or Independence Day. It's more of a day of somber reflection upon the, the men and women who have died in our nation's wars or even died while in service, not necessarily in a war. And I, um, that used to be called Decoration Day, was formed pretty much after the Civil War in both the Confederate and the Union uh, states, or formerly Confederate states. And at some point it became Memorial Day. And with parades all, and it's still good to see that patriotic sentiment exists in this country. Uh, what really bothers me is some of these left-wing politicians that will show up at these veterans' events and they'll get all the accolades while they're doing their most to undermine our great country. I think of Mayor Marty Walsh be one of them. He'll be at some veterans' event and he'll get all the accolades. And what a great guy he came to our event while he turns around and does everything he can to destroy to help destroy the greatest country. And for example, this, uh, this, uh, Cretan Marty Walsh, and I use that term Cretan. He's not a nice person. Don't know how he ever got elected, but, uh, he's just, a, he's a bully. Uh, he tries to be a bully anyway. Uh, he is an advocate of sanctuary cities and he's an advocate of open borders. He supports abortion to the nth degree, even, even though he, uh, is supposed to be a, a Catholic. Uh, just the opposite of what a patriot should be. And uh, unfortunately, our our nation is plagued with folks of that mindset. Um, he doesn't have any illegal aliens living in his apartment or his home. He's not funding any of out of his paycheck, but he expects the taxpayers to do it. And, and it was really good to see uh, some backlash, even in Boston, against sanctuary cities. See, the idea is that uh, Congress has the right to make laws concerning naturalization and immigration, or, or Article One, and every every sovereign nation has the has the right to, uh, or the power, or the right to control its borders, and determining who can come into the country. If anybody can come in anytime they please for any reason whatsoever, you really aren't a sovereign nation. Uh, if somebody from a, a country like, for example, uh, Mexico. They come in, and the Mexican government encourages widespread uh, immigration to our country, illegal immigration. They subsidize it, and they encourage it. That means that we're really subject of Mexico. If the Mexicans can come in here and expect things, expect the taxpayers to give them education, medical treatment, and so forth and so on. And what's interesting, too, is that a lot of these liberal churches, see, the problem, the biggest problem we have in this country is the lack of loss of faith loss of faith. The churches have failed miserably, and I've discussed this before, but you travel around these liberal 
areas of, of, of the country, you'll see you'll see the the so-called rainbow flag in front of churches. Black Lives Matter. Uh, we we accept. Uh, we, we don't. Nobody is illegal. All these kinds of sayings and slogans. These churches are part of the problem. They don't preach the gospel anymore. They're not trying to change people's lives. They're trying to change the country. They kind of change the constitution. I'll say, hey, one thing. These churches that have the rainbow flag and the transgender flag and all these other banners, you don't see a U.S. flag on there. That tells you something, doesn't it? That tells you that they are not they are not promoting the values of the greatest country in the history of mankind. They're not telling you the values, the godly values that made this country the greatest country in the world. They're promoting socialism and communism and destruction of morality. <clears throat> so why you, why do you go to those churches? And and some of the conservative churches, you don't they don't really take a stand. They're so worried about about losing congregants. Now they can't use that five hundred one c three issue anymore. They just don't want to be controversial. Maybe someone in the church has a liberal son or daughter, or maybe one of them is a homosexual, and you really don't want to. And there's some exceptions, and I'm glad to see that there's some exceptions. But it, it is definitely the exception to the rule. So. That's why it's important for us to, you know, take a stand on these things. Um, so getting back on this, um, oh, the terrorism issue. <clears throat> another week goes by in England, another bombing. Uh, 22, at least 22 people, mostly girls, young girls, were, were murdered. And over, what, 80 wounded, some of them probably wounded for life. Uh, you know, not just emotional scars, but physical scarring. And then uh, in in Cairo, Egypt, the Coptic Christian, the busload of Christians were murdered. And these kinds of things are happening all the time. And in England, for example, I have to commend the people of England. They they voted by a small majority to get out of uh, European Union. But why are they tolerating this? They seem to have a death wish. I don't understand it. It's even worse in Sweden and some of the other Western European countries. It's almost as if being called an Islamophobe is the worst thing in the world. We'd rather have our women raped, we'd be murdered, harassed, than be called an Islamophobe. So there must be a death wish. Now, I know that there's been a feminization of the European males, American males, too, for quite a long time. Um, but at one day, you, know, you mess with my wife or my daughter or my sister or my buddies, lady, women folk, you're going to answer to us, but not anymore, it seems. And these Muslims, they must be just laughing themselves silly at the... But you see, they're thinking that they're coming into a Christian nation. They're not, when they come into the European Union, they're not coming into Christian nations. They're coming into pagan nations, socialist nations. There are very few Christians in these Western European countries. The churches are empty, you see. So they think, well, we're, we're colonizing Christian Europe. No, they're not. They're colonizing pagan Europe. Now, there is some people, I'm not saying that there aren't any, and there isn't any, uh, there's, I'm glad to see that there is a resistance. It's not growing fast enough. You see it in France, unfortunately. Um, Marine Le Pen did not get elected. You've got a wishy-washy uh, globalist moderate, to, um, and so you're going to have more problems in France. So, um, And these people have bought into gun control, so very few of them are able to fight back with, with, with any kind with, you know, uh, Unlike the United States, at least we still have a lot of armed people, and the thought of Muslims just running rampant in the muck probably not as likely. Uh, although that's just if we don't put a stop to it. And you see, 
when people say, oh, these poor folks that live in Syria, you know, they're victims, we need to help them. When they come over here, they're not, they're not refugees. They're colonizers. And you have to understand that. Now, I also want to qualify it. I don't believe that every single Muslim in the world wants to blow us up and kill us. That, that's not the case. In fact, in Egypt, the Egyptian government is dealing with ISIS, and they've protected the minority Christians. That's true. And also in Syria, under Assad, um, a moderate, a secular Muslim, that's protected Christians. And other countries, too. Where yeah, And if someone said, well, ISIS people kill more Muslims, that's true. That's very true. They do kill more Muslims than they kill Christians, but that doesn't make it any easier, the fact that they're warring against Christians. So, uh, again, I don't know uh, why these people have a death wish. They seem to be self-loathing. You know, at the Sanctuary City event in West Roxbury, in, in the section of Boston last week, uh, there was probably about 50, 60 protesters. And they all, of course, if you're against illegal immigration, you have to automatically be a racist. And so uh, hate isn't welcomed here, these stupid signs. There's one fellow had a sign that said, um, uh, what did it say? It said, um, oh, racists aren't, aren't entitled to having free speech. So you speak out against illegal immigration, you're a racist. Today, although not too long ago, President Bill Clinton, back in the 90s, called for uh, securing our borders and against speaking out against illegal immigration. So you see, that's, the, that's what the so-called progressive thinking goes on. They, these people who in 1990s, they wanted open borders, they wanted to see our country destroyed, but they know that they, they couldn't overplay their hands. So they had to, had to do it in a slow, incremental way. So in 1995, for example, Clinton could say, we need to secure our borders. He didn't mean it, but he said it, and the people, the Democrats and the audience cheered him for it. Hillary Clinton is on... Um, she was the first lady at the time. She's on the Oprah Winfrey show. And she said, I'm all for civil unions, but I'm not in favor of so-called gay marriage. And nobody booed her. Nobody called her a homophobe, an evil, a hateful person. Today, of course, a complete about face. Now, was she in favor of so-called gay marriage back in 1995? Of course she was, because it undermines Christianity. Of course she supported it. But she couldn't go out and say it. But now you can say it. You see how that, so that's the so-called progressiveness. So, and it's amazing the shortness of people's memories. You know, uh, James Covey, he was the one that was responsible for getting Trump elected, that evil turncoat. How dare he, you know, make these comments about, about Hillary so close to the election. He's evil. He's a, he's, he's terrible. We need to see him come to. So Trump fires the guy. All of a sudden he's a martyr. Well, wait a minute now. We're not talking five years, 10 years, 20 years. We're talking a few months from, from October, or from November to, to May and May and late April. He's become a villain in the eyes of the left. When he was a champion, he was a martyr. And now he's, a, now he's you know, he was a villain and now he's a martyr. It's just amazing. Um, my son was telling me about the, uh, the memory of a goldfish. Now, I'm not quite sure how... The people who studied these uh, these little creatures could come to that conclusion, but they say by the you see a goldfish in a little swimming in a little bowl, and you say, boy, what a boring existence. But according to uh, my son, who did a little research in it, he says when the goldfish swims one lap around the goldfish bowl, he forgets where he was. 
So in his mind, he's in a, just this great universe. He's exploring an unlimited universe. But we see it. We see this little bowl of you know four gallons of water, and it's but he's as happy as can be in that little existence of his. But do you think the people, the American people, have a memory like a goldfish? They can't remember what happened five, not just five years, five days ago. And I think the uh, the manipulators, the media manipulators, are fully aware of that. And this is why it's so important. This radio station, I would say, is sort of an alternative media. It's not mainstream shortwave radio. We need to get this message out. We need to use. Uh, we need to get these these forms out to become. <clears throat> and what's interesting too about YouTube, I think YouTube was first established. You know, YouTube. You you do a little you know little family of your your little video of your family and you send it to friends and other relatives. It wasn't. I don't think it was set up originally to be a really a media source. And and then over time, you know, organizations, a lot of conservative organizations and left-wing organizations started using it. And there are a lot of people that became household names thanks to YouTube. And it's become a very powerful media forum. There, when I watched YouTube for the election results, I watched YouTube for a lot of different things that I'm not watching the major networks. So the major networks are taking notice. And it looks like YouTube is giving certain conservative-type groups a lot of trouble. They're demonetizing their videos. We, our YouTube channel has not been monetized. I think a few of our videos, because of copyright claims on, on some of the music, intro music, uh, so they monetize. But for the most part, our videos, we don't monetize them. I don't think it's not much money there anyway, um, at least for us. And hopefully, you know, down the road, maybe there will be. So, so they're demonetizing, and there are some like some of the people like the Alex Jones show, and they, you know they they get millions of views, and the, and what's happening is that major networks are realizing the influence of YouTube, and now they're putting their stuff on YouTube, and they're realizing what the trend is. So, uh, I would say don't watch the if it's any of the major media, NBC, CBS, CNN. This is the and Fox News. And there's a little commentary on Fox News. How much time do we have? Yeah, we got a little bit of time. Fox News is supposed to be the conservative alternative. And, yeah, there's a few people that you agree with some of the time. You know, Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity is a a neocon. He showed his true roots when he went after Ron Paul back in 08, 2012. And, yeah, I agree with the guy on some things. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, I never really liked the guy, but he's supposed to be the conservative alternative and so forth. And he's off the air. Uh, Fox News, the people that run Fox, it's, they get a TV show called Lucifer. The character is the, the character is the devil. And this is supposed to be conservative. It's outrageous. Fox is not a conservative alternative. And, you know, I don't... Uh, and again, Tucker Carlson... Yeah, okay, he's better than better than um, some of these CNN people and Rachel Maddow, no question about it. But it's still a controlled, they, they're only allowed to talk about certain, they don't go outside of certain parameters. You won't hear them exposing the United Nations. You won't hear them talking about the Fed uh, in a negative way. You won't hear them bashing Common Core. Uh, they'll just jump on bandwagons, and, but it's it's very superficial. So... I'd say turn off Fox, turn off your corporate media, and put on, you know, the go onto YouTube, go into all of, all of the alternative sources where you can get some real solid information that you can put to use. And um, here we go. Yeah. So 
so when getting getting back to sanctuary cities, I was talking about the Constitution and that the Constitution on Article One, Section Eight, gives power to Congress to determine the process of immigration uh, or naturalization, and we have probably the the most open policy of all the nations in the world, and we allow about a million or so here legally to become, every year become here legally and that doesn't include uh, people with permanent green cards that means they come in here as uh, resident aliens and they're here pretty much for the rest of their lives unless they really do something crazy and mess up other nations don't do this other nations have very strict border control I mean Mexico for example you try to sneak into Mexico from the southern border you have to be shot in fact there was an there was a Mexican citizen that was shot. I don't know if he was killed or wounded. They thought he was uh, coming from one of the Central American countries. That's how they take they take their border serious. You try to immigrate to Mexico, you see how how difficult it is. You know how controlling. And you can't just get down there. Well, I'm looking for a job. I'm out of a job here. I'm going to Mexico. It's very difficult. In some case, of course, not too many people are immigrating to Cuba or North Korea. But if you try to sneak in another country, they're going to shoot you or arrest you as a spy and execute you. Other countries, you, uh, very, very strict policies. And that's fine. That's, the, that's, that's what sovereign nations do. So this idea that, uh, oh, we have some obligation because of something written on a statue in New York Harbor, New York City's harbor, that's not in the Constitution. You know, oh, give us your, t- oh, we're all, we're all immigrants. Well, not, we're all sons and daughters of immigrants. Well, that's not the issue. Those that came here legally, and you see, over the years, people would come here. Before they were allowed to, first they were screened. Do you belong to a, a group that wants to overthrow the United States government? If you do, you don't come in. Do you have a communicable disease? You do. You don't. If you had that, you don't come in. Do you have means of support, visible means of support? Do you have family members or someone that will provide for you with charges? And if you didn't, you don't come in. And on and on. Now, we've always had some policies of, to allow some refugees in this country for different reasons. Um, although I think the best way to do it is to let the, you know, let the, as some as in Syria, there's all these Muslim nations. They're not taking anybody in. Saudi Arabia, with the, all their billions of oil dollars, they have a little city of, of tents. They're not taking any immigrants, any refugees in. So these refugees, again, let's point out that they are not. They are colonizers. They are not here because of turmoil. And yes, I know our foreign policies or policy has helped to create some of the instability. That's true. And that doesn't, uh, and we need to stop the intervention of our foreign, power, foreign policies that make this, some of this happen. At the same time, that doesn't mean we're obligated to take people in who are going to destroy our country from within. And that that's something. And, Again, we see that we're going to see more terrorism attack. As far as predictions, it's 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 very easy to make prediction like that when the when these people say what they have in mind, that they they enjoy doing it, that it's their policy. Terrorism is a very important tool, uh, and see when when a country impl- uses terrorism, that means they have to have they have to go to a police state. Life in that country is very very miserable, and. And, of course, terrorism, people are going to be afraid to do anything. They're going to be afraid to ride the subway. They're going to be afraid to go to a baseball game. They're going to be afraid to go to the mall. 
and that's part of the, the power of a terrorist. And that's how they that's how they control a country and they control policies of a country by employing terrorism. A tiny percentage of people can have a lot of influence, negative influence. So we can fight this without becoming a police state. And the first thing to do is stop letting these people come into our country and then getting those here that are here illegally or even those that are here legally but are being radicalized, they need to they need to be stripped of their status and get got out. Some of these uh, mosques, they're not they're not places of worship. They're places of training to be terrorists. Um, and in Boston, for example, the Boston Islamic Center, a sweetheart deal. The city of Boston gave uh, a tract of land to the Islamic Center to build a mosque in uh, Roxbury. Saudi Arabian government paid for most of it. A sweetheart deal, 10 cents on the dollar. And the two uh, terrorists that were responsible for the Boston Marathon bombing, well, they were trained there. And they were supposed they were supposed to be refugees from Chechnya. Oh, yes, these poor guys, this poor family. They were going back and forth to Chechnya. Oh, isn't that interesting? Well, if you're a refugee, that means why would you go back to the country you're fleeing from? And we knew this. The intelligence people knew this. Yet they didn't do anything. And, you know, then we had the marathon bombing. And thankfully, there was not that many people killed. But there was only, it could have been a whole lot more. The sad thing is that there was anybody killed. And uh, instead of blaming it on Muslim extremism, it was, they were homegrown terrorists. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's what they say. And all these phony liberal enabling politicians all got glory. Boston strong. They raised money for these poor victims. It was a farce and a fraud. And the late Mayor Menino and all those enablers were part of the problem. Anyway, we're running out of time. I want to thank you for listening to our show, WBCQ. It airs on WBCQ The Planet. You're listening to Hal Sherlock, Camp Constitution Radio. Until next week, God bless.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.